Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. February 23, 2021. Banana bread, dog biscuits, and responding to conversation from the Facebook group. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily podcast, or, it might be part of a double-blind study conducted by the CIA, effectively an extension of old mind control studies like MKUltra. If you don't like it, please continue to listen anyway, so that our data gathering is not compromised. Are we live? Are we live? Or am I going to just take a picture of you while you sit there and then record nothing? (laughs) These are the confusing I'm things honestly, about pushing buttons on the phone. I'm kind of surprised that hasn't happened yet. It almost did once. Yes. It's made me forever butt-clenchy yes. about the whole thing. Speaking of that, on the most recent Gone with the Winds, Jason said something about butt-clenching. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. I watched a YouTuber recently that referenced uh, eating his seat cushion with... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, are, are we talking? Is this happening? Hi. It's probably, probably all of this won't get edited out, edited out, except that I can't say edited. I added an extra thing. And hi. Hi. How are you today? I am awesome. Nice. Can I tell you why? You may, please. In fact, I'll insist that you do. Nico went back to what we call school, to daycare yeah. today. I feel like a brand new human being. Yes, it's basically prison abroad, right? <laughs> Except that they serve him there. Yeah, um, he loves it. He ran down the hall this morning. He could not wait to get to that classroom. Yep. Did not even look back after I dropped him off. He is a social, oh not butterfly, gosh. he's a social dragon. I yes, think. Yeah. exactly. Very, very much so. So anyway, that allowed me, that freed me up to get caught up on some of the avalanche of work that I didn't get to do last week. Well, if you care, my day has been a very prolonged sprint. Okay. I I ran an errand or two outside of the house early morning. Yes. And literally from then, I got back. I was doing... I stayed so busy 
it was after 3.30 before I took my shoes off. That's I, true. That's bizarre. I'm in my home. Yeah. I felt... I felt dirty in the aftermath. I was like, how dare you? You're definitely not one to wear shoes in the house. Mm -mm. I have to because I got bad feet, but you are one to take your shoes off pretty quickly. Yep, don't like it. Well, what day is it today? I believe it is February the 23rd. Yes. It's a good day. Is it 2001 or 2021? It's whatever you want it to be. No, it's not. You just, There's an objective truth about the year we're you in. You have it be what you want. I feel like in times of COVID, you could go maybe as long as a week or more. Nobody's going to call you on <laughs> That's true. which year. Unless you're writing paychecks to people or, or bills, all that. They tend to frown on a, a check. If, you even, if anybody even writes those anymore besides us, they frown on a bad date. Yeah, that's true. Especially when it's off by two decades. Yeah. All right. Well, today is a couple of things of note. National Banana Bread Day. Mm. That sounds good. And National Dog Biscuit Day. That's to two different crowds, potentially, or more. That's a magnificent day. I would agree. So between the two of them, choose wisely. No judgment here. Yeah. Whatever feels yeah. right. Follow your heart. You ever tried a dog biscuit? I have not actually done it. However, I have smelled I know some... what we're doing tonight. <laughs> I have smelled some dog biscuits that I was like, mm, yeah. I could I could take a bite of this. I didn't actually do it, but it's not uh, I'm not ashamed to admit it's not infrequent that I have sampled whatever offering. I don't repeat because I've never had one good enough to have a second. I don't eat the whole thing either. I just try it. What are you um, talking about? Actual dog, dog, dog biscuits? biscuits, dog treats, all that. In our current life as adult humans, you mm -hmm. do this? Mm -hmm. I'll smell it if it's not offensive to smell. Do a little do a little lizard flick of the tongue, taste it. If it's if it's still okay. No, not everything makes it that far oh in the my spectrum. Gosh. Still okay. I'll try a little nibble just to see. What am I doing to my animals? I thought you were referencing the fact that you fully ate dog food when you were a kid. I did. It was delicious. We've talked about that before. Has it was it on Awesome Today or the old I don't know. But let's save show. it. We got plenty of other things. Just just don't uh you know, if you're gonna feed it to your dog, you you can't be too unwilling just to give it a try. You shouldn't make it part of your regular diet unless it's delicious. I'll tell you what's not delicious. That's those damn begging strips. Not not good. Not only do they smell bad, I should I should have stopped there. I didn't. I was like, no nah, who are you to tell me when to stop? I licked it. It was terrible. I went ahead and tried to bite, and I retched a little bit. Dry heaves. I didn't fully throw up, but it was bad. That's the and thing. I'm not making that up. I believe you. I actually do believe every word of that. That's the thing about um, dogs, though. They will eat things that make you want to throw up, and they will also eat their own throw up. So, yeah, and each other's, as we've seen yeah. with our bosties. Yeah, so they're, they're, their standards are not as high as yours. It's true. I'm glad you have high standards for our animals, though. And I've never fed any of our other family members the animal treats, just for the record. You just want to, it's your own curiosity. It's my own curiosity. Okay, that's yeah. fair. All right. I would hope after uh, you so graciously extended to everyone, choose wisely, no judgment, that I'm no judgment you. would be handed back to me. I am not judging you. That's, I... I like dog treats. We live together. <laughs> Neither of us work outside of our domicile. We're domiciled right here in mm -hmm. our working space also. I've never seen you try a dog treat. Oh, it's always, it's a private moment. Okay. So that's why I was a little skeptical, but I'm not judging. Yeah. I, I'm tracking with you. I've not done it myself. All right. Well. Okay. 
before before everybody hangs up their telephone, um, whatever, breaks the connection, stops listening to this podcast. Or turns off the telegraph machine. Just hang with me for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before you sever the Morse code line, whatever the case may be. Hang with me for a second as I explain where we are going. Okay. Yesterday we talked a lot about and almost entirely about the energy grid, right? It was like 99.9% about the energy grid. Easily, easily. Uh, I feel like Ivory Soap is jealous of the percentage we reached. Oh, that was a deep cut. I like it. To 80s marketing of Ivory Soap. 99.44. Oh, okay. That, I remember it because it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. We talked a lot about that, and I, I know I got a little ranty. Mm, you're prone to a rant. I'm, I don't mind ranting. Sometimes it feels good just to rant to yeah. get it done. Yeah. Um, a lot of the perspective of the rant, I realized in the aftermath, came from a perspective that probably wasn't fully appreciable okay. by most. And then as we watched uh, and participated in conversation unfolding in the Facebook group, and by the way, if you're not a member of the Awesome Today Facebook group, I don't know why in the hell you're not a member Please of the group. Please come join us. It's we a good group. love to have you. It's a very chill group. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you are a dude or you have a dude in your life who also enjoys the show, bring them on in. Yeah. I think I would appreciate the company. I'm indifferent. Okay. I mean, I, I welcome it, but I don't require it. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, yeah, join the Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash group slash awesome today. It's a good group. Yeah. Um, awesome Jesse Lee, is mm -hmm. that correct? Mm -hmm. I, I hate to mispronounce things when I can help it. Yeah. Um, she additionally had, had asked a question in there, and it really made me rethink, what's, what did we miss yesterday mm. that might be actually more meaningful and applicable? Well, yeah, more like realistic to the everyday person's life beyond how does energy get from a nuclear power plant to I turn on the light switch in right. my dining room and right. the lights come on. That I mean, There's a value there, yeah. but it's not, uh, maybe not as valuable as other things. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, I agree. And I think Jessie Lee had a great follow-up question. She did. Uh, and before we get exactly to where she went with it, I want to point out that as that conversation unfolded, she mentioned that her brother is an expert on oregano varieties. Yeah. And in that moment, I felt like I knew him. Well, Not because yeah. I know oregano, but because I appreciate that. Yeah, and the, the key that connects the two things, Jesse Lee wasn't trying to like say, like, why can't we run our energy off of oregano? Right, although that's a damn good question. <laughs> <laughs> it's too expensive, that's why. Jesse Lee was saying her brother is an Enneagram 5. You are an Enneagram 5. Mm -hmm. You guys can, like, I don't think, unless you have a 5 in your life, I don't think that you can fully appreciate how the five brain, body, spirit situation can take in so much information and incorporate it, fold it into your mind, know it forever. Once you learn something, mm -hmm. it's there. And also you have that drive, curiosity leading you down the path of like, well, why is that right? And why is that true? And what does this mean? Whereas many other personality types will just be like, huh, that's interesting. And they go on to their Merry ways. It's a, it, I think from either perspective, it's a it's a razor thin blessing or curse sure. edge that you're walking there. Yeah. So Jesse Lee's brother isn't in your grand five. He can give you a TED talk on the nuances of different oregano 
varieties. Yes. 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 And I'm very interested to know more about that. Indeed. Myself. Anyway, she had a good question. She had a good question. She, she was recognizing my rant, which is where I recognized myself that perhaps my rant hadn't been probably framed well. Um, she mentioned that she has, I'm looking at where am I in my notes? Um, she has a, an electric vehicle, an EV. If you're in the know, Whoa. when you speak industry speak, I, it's an EV. I didn't even know. Yeah. Okay. And responsibly so, wanting, you know, and then trying to do her part, right? Yes. And that she enjoys it and that she's, she's really tickled by the idea, by the uh, Tesla solar powered recharge station. Yep. And... I think what I what I really so deeply appreciated about the question is it represented. Dang it! I wish I could quit losing my place in my notes. You're um, right here, babe. Okay. It, it represented a layer of intelligent responsibility that isn't nearly as as commonplace as I think we would all hope okay. desperately to see. Mm -hmm. It's the perspective that hey. I have good intentions and I want to do the right thing. I want to impact the right thing with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But is what I'm doing actually impacting what I want it to? It's, right. it's a, it's a, it's, I guess, a perspective of accepting uh, for any of us in any event. Hey, I could be wrong here. Let me look at this for a minute. And sometimes it's hard to swallow the old pride. Sometimes we feel like we're too busy to whatever else, but this was, Hell, some some people might even say it's awesome. Yeah. And not just sort of, or not only today. All the way awesome. All the way awesome. Um, it's, it is the difference in actually caring versus virtue signaling. Mm. And, and That's a fair observation. I would assume most of us are probably pretty fatigued with virtue signaling. We're looking for truth. Not me. You I'm, like the signal? I'm, I'm taking it to the maximum. You like the signal? You got out the, I'm only just, the poster board and you made the signal? I'm only just beginning. Oh my gosh, you know what that reminds me of? I don't. I haven't even told you this. I haven't even told the Sort of Awesome team this. Sorry, girls. Um, you made a poster board. <laughs> I have a, I'm going to have a new podcast called... Is it called... Flat Stanley the Virtue Signaler? <laughs> <laughs> I could see behind your eyes that you were working on something as I was... I couldn't stop it. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't working to make it. I was working to shut it down. It wouldn't go away. I'm going to start a new podcast called Awesome Virtue Signaling. No, the truth <laughs> is, I was reading through the sort of awesome Apple podcast reviews, as I do from time to time, mm -hmm. just kind of check and see. There's not that many new ones that come in. And I certainly don't want to shame the reviewer of Sword Awesome who left this review. Say review one more time. Say review again. Do it. <laughs> but they said they mentioned something about hearing us do some woke scolding, and I was like, "What's woke scolding? Is woke scolding?" I could I couldn't figure this out. First of all, it sounds like woke's back, in, which I really love, and right. I wish that that was what it was. Can I guess what it is? Wait, well, you can guess. I feel like it but could I'm go two, one of two ways. What are they? I feel like it could either be, if you're woke scolding, you are scolding other people for not being woke enough. Mm -hmm. Or flip side of the coin, you are scolding people for being too woke. 
I think that's what it is, but I don't think it's fair to call it too woke. I think it's fair to call it fake woke or faux woke or... Faux woke! What, however you want to <laughs> phrase it, it's for being a bullshitter, a virtue signaler, somebody that likes to yell in public and then okay, well, cowers have, in private. Do you think that we do that on the show? On, this is not I awesome think, today. This is on sort of awesome. Right. My assumption would be that somebody that's overly sensitive because they know they are a fraud felt offended because you didn't give enough credence to their wokeness. Oh, okay. That's a possibility. Maybe anyway, it's too cynical. I don't know. And I really don't give a shit. I know you don't. I just, when we start talking about virtue signaling, that I've yeah. hidden that back in the back of my brain. And it just popped into my mind that somebody felt like there is, and this was one review out of thousands and thousands of listens. I'm not concerned about it, but that phrase stuck in my mind of like, what even is vocal scolding? I didn't yeah. know I was doing it. I, and I think, I guess to tie a, a real sloppy kindergarten style bow around that whole thing. I love a kindergarten bow. It's to say, I don't have any problem with anybody's, I have no problems with anybody's legitimate concern and focus on an area so long as they're not approaching it either through a lie or through a refusal to participate in meaningful dialogue about it. And right. they, they're just like, no, my idea, you're canceled, and this is the thing, and everybody else sucks. That's so immature. Um, I would I would discipline my own children for behaving that way. I don't right. understand why no one else did, or a few other people did, and now there's grown adults that behave like that. Well, we've lost, in a sense, the ability to carry a conversation through. I, I disagree only from the perspective that I, I stand by this convicted belief that it is not the majority of America that feels this way about things, cancel culture, all that stuff. It is a very small, very oppressively loud group who is driving this home to the point that people are fearful yeah. of standing up and saying, I, I, I don't agree with that because right. they'll be next in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I, I understand. And, and it, the reason I bring that up is just because it's kind of all swirled up in the same big soup pot. Yes. And so we're talking yeah, about virtual... It's not a good soup. Don't make it. <laughs> it's, is it better than dog treats? No. In fact, I'd rather go try those begging strips again. <laughs> okay. Do we have any? No, we don't. Damn. These dogs are poor, pitiful dogs. Poor, they don't pitiful have any... dogs. They eat table food. That's they, how... This, yeah. They eat a lot of human food. Anyway, virtue signaling is where we left off, so let's pick up there. Okay. Instead of, okay. Instead of Jesse Lee... Just virtue signaling, she is... No, yeah, she's legit. She's digging in. She is legit. She yeah. has a, a good heart and good intention, and she's not prideful coming into it. Even yeah. even if, from what she heard me say, because I probably sounded like a pompous jackass as I talked, <laughs> even if she felt that way, she was gracious enough to be yes. like, um, hey, I'm just curious, instead of like, screw you! Yeah. Which okay. is probably how some people felt. Sure. All right. Um... Yeah, when, when I did my original deep dives, and so my, my process of delving into this industry is mm -hmm. going on four years now. Mm -hmm. um, not continual all the way through. No, but um, it's it's been something you've had to, had to go back and revisit. And I had, when I got into it, I had no clue how complex this is. It is physics... It's meteorology, it's geology, it's geography, it's electrical engineering, accounting, business, finance, geopolitics, human psychology, city planning, commodities, global trade, national defense, history, 
And who knows what all other things that even with the amount of looking I've done, I'm still unaware of. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yes. Now, as individuals, because again, trying to bring this home more meaningfully is to say, well, what do we do mm. as individual people right. to, to make good decisions that have the impact we intend? Yeah. Well, you don't have to be an expert in all these things. I'm certainly not. Yeah. I'm certainly not. Mm -hmm. I think the value it comes from dabbling a little here and there so that you can recognize the necessity yeah. of each and every perspective and consideration that it's going to lend towards more meaningful conversations. Minimally, it can serve to back each of us as an individual off of such a line in the sand perspective and say, well, there's more to this than I'm an expert at. Let's, let's listen and hear some other things because I think at the end of the day, yeah, everybody who isn't virtue signaling actually holds a, a common goal and that's let's fix what's broken. Absolutely. Yeah. There are so many people that are concerned. The majority, I yeah, would assume. Have a deep concern. It's not just for showing off how cool you are and how right. uh, how um, connected to the global energy crisis that you are. Like it's, right. it's an actual thing of like, hey guys, this makes me nervous. What yeah. do I do about it? Yeah. What what can I do? Don't and in fairness, and uh, this isn't a criticizing statement. What can I do that isn't too invasive to me? You know, it's true. And I say that we're going to get into to a little bit further into the weeds of this. But I say that as a person who went without reliable power for close to two weeks last fall. I know we keep referencing that, but we are so dependent on the structures we've created in our lives. Right. All of which are dependent on reliable electricity. Yeah. We spent a winter. Yep. And this oh, was years ago. Shoot. This is years ago. Yeah. We spent an entire <laughs> winter. We said this on the show. I can't We've remember. We've talked about it before. Okay. Where our furnace in our 100-year-old home yeah. was crapping out. Yeah. And it wasn't a 100-year-old furnace, but it was, it, was, it was over 30 years it old. It was decades old. It was quitting. And yeah. we'd had repairmen over to look at it, and they said, yeah, I uh, burn it. Yeah. I don't know. There's no fixing this. Yeah. We had, at the time, we had no money. Mm -hmm. That's nothing to be ashamed of. All of us endure times in our lives where yeah. we don't have anything right. to do with. And so what we had to do for the entirety of that winter was take turns, you and I, setting an alarm to wake up every few hours to go down and manually light a pilot light on this aged creature that threatened to blow up in our faces every time. Undoubtedly, it was an OSHA violation. Oh, it was an OSHA violation. <laughs> and then some, but we did what we had to do. And I recall conversation at the time, back and forth in exhaustion, saying, this is what pioneer life was like. Only they weren't lighting a pilot light. They were dragging wood in yes. from outside and throwing it in the fire to keep from freezing to death in their sleep. I really, I really cannot... Yeah, the temperatures in our home, they they swung over 25 <laughs> degrees throughout the course of a night. It'd get cold. If one of us didn't wake up from the alarm, eventually you'd wake up just almost shivering to death and dead. Yeah. Go down or nudge the partner and say, it's your turn, asshole, and go light it. Thank goodness I don't have any eyebrows, but I didn't blow up. 
Well, that was, it was a double thing. It was both the inconvenience of it and it was wildly inconvenient, but also the sheer terror of yeah. every time you let it like, is this the time I blow up the house? Maybe right. we'll find out. All of that to say, all of that to say, it's one thing to be like, I'm concerned. I do feel like uh, we're heading for some scary things with our global climate. Wait, just hear me out. I'm, I'm hearing you out. I was just nodding. I feel like things have got to change. We're too reliant on this and that. But mm. then the lived reality of not having what we're used to in terms what of... What we're dependent upon. What we're dependent upon is very different. Mm -hmm. So all of that to say, yeah, it's a fair question to say, like, I, I'm concerned and I want to know what I can do about it. But at the same time, I don't actually want to alter my whole way right. of life. Give me baby steps. Baby steps. Give me yes. a way to digest this. Right, exactly. So this is really interesting. And I will, I will fully own up to the fact that there may, there may be things here that I think I know that I don't know. And if somebody out there is convicted that they they have the answers and that I've blown it, hey, join the group. Preferably join the Awesome Today group to call me out. I uh, recently had an, an experience where I was called out in the public group, which is unfair because there's a lot of people there that never heard the episode. Come on over to the group and bring it up in context. That's a little more public group. It's not the main public group. It's true. But, but nonetheless, yes, it, was, it was a fractional... Representation. It's, it's good to have the conversations. That's yeah. why we say awesome today, fam. This is yeah. this is our little family of, of awesome today. Let's so. not make it a, a a public outcry, pitchforks and torches. Just come yeah. come visit. And and that none of that is to say that that's the path they took. No, yeah. This person. It was it was especially in light of how it was received. It was respectable enough in how it was presented it was just in the wrong place yeah 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 this is that's why we made the awesome today group because yeah. we do want all of our awesome today fam to be able to gather like a family does yeah and talk about things some things yes. are funny and fun and some things are more like you know i just i didn't agree with you on that and yes and i, I welcome that you're seriously open to that that's that's a very big difference between you and i we've discussed this a million times over just between you and i that I, I do. When I have something I believe in, I stand on that and I'm willing to banter about it. And I take no offense right. if somebody says, hey, wait just a damn minute. Or damn no. Or damn no. <laughs> but you have to use more words than that so we can have a real conversation about yes. it. I welcome the conversation. I respect more the people who are willing to engage than those who would silently seethe and privately cancel. Yes. Just come bullshit. Maybe you'll change my mind. Maybe... I will be impacted in a positive way, and then you have the benefit of both being right and yeah. fixing me. Can you imagine the the sheer power trip of changing the mind of an Enneagram 5 or an INTJ? It's not as hard as you think. Okay. You, you do need to bring some receipts. you got to bring not just some receipts. You have to bring a, a manila file folder. Okay. Okay. If I concede to that. <laughs> if I concede to that. Yeah. Well, you concede to the fact that when you've won me over, you will never have a grander advocate. Oh, that's true. Absolutely. That's a thousand percent true. And I will I will stand up in front of the masses and I will eat the shit sandwich and Ooh. say, this person was right. I was wrong. They were right. And I thank them for correcting me. That's a true fact. But it's not in the moment of exchange for me, from my perspective, it's not a personal challenge. Right. It's a cooperative battle. Let's together find 
the truth and what matters because, damn, I think we both care about the same thing. Yes. I'm yeah, not. Yes. It's never my intention to insult the person. Yeah, I get it. Fair? It's fair, but I am going to privately cancel you later, just a heads up. Listen, it's not the first time. <laughs> it's not the first time. Okay. So let's let's go briefly through fossil fuel generation. And right. we are at this point, we're talking about, for America, for the, for the, the ivory soap 99.44 perspective of the continental U.S., mm -hmm. we're talking about natural gas and coal. Mm -hmm. Yes. Other places include oil and some things, but here it's predominantly those two things. You may question this. Please look it up. Please challenge me if you don't believe it. But here in the U.S., mm. as we use those two resources, even dirty old nasty-ass coal, it's actually both wickedly dependable and actually pretty dang clean. Number one, why are you saying dang after you just said nasty-ass? <laughs> because I feel like vulgarity... It has more impact when you don't use it constantly. Okay, that's fair. So I might say poopy and then drop an F-bomb. It's <laughs> That's fair. It's a means of presentation. Okay, you're going to have to convince me a little on this. Maybe, okay. I've, maybe I've been persuaded by powerful lobbyist groups. I don't know, but when I think of coal, mm -hmm. nasty-ass coal, I don't see anything clean happening there. Well... If you were just to do it in the fashion that was done in the early 1800s and 1900s up probably through mid-century, then yeah. And like the rest of the majority of the world does it. You are just dumping, what is it, hydrofluorocarbon? I don't know what all the, uh, I can't recall I off the cuff all the language for. Yeah. It's, the, it's the footprint in easy terms, the carbon footprint. You would be dumping a lot of that into the atmosphere, but that is not any longer how any US-run coal facility works. They have filters and capture systems and all kinds of things in place so that what actually makes it into the atmosphere, again, is pretty dang clean, especially compared to when nothing is done, which is true of, I think, just about every other country in the world. Okay. I guess my question is, like, where we are on the spectrum between pretty dang clean and just, like, cleaner than it used to be. It's, I would still, I would still lean towards in these very scientific and, yes. and perfectly accurate words. Definitely. I would still say current coal, even old, even old facilities have been retrofitted with things that make it leaning towards that pretty dang clean. But when you move into natural gas, I mean, one of the taglines of natural gas is clean burning. Because it really is, especially there. And these aren't these aren't your major pollutants okay. any longer. Mm -hmm. Your industrial complexes that are doing mm. stuff with energy, chemical reactions, all of that. Making your iPhone. All the stuff. What? Making your damn iPhone. Um, and actually, believe it or not, making your solar panels, making your right. stuff. Yeah, there's a there's a huge impact from that. Yeah. Um, those things are more difficult. Vehicles are more difficult. What? How dare you? Well, look at look at the <laughs> smog. No, that's got a lot of controls on it now. Okay. Um, and we don't drive it that much either. <laughs> that's true. And when we do, we're actually moving an entire entire vehicle full of people. That's true. And so it's different than taking 
whatever, five two-seater cars to get everywhere. Oh my gosh. I would, as much as I would love to just pack up my bicycle. Yeah, drive off. You guys got road. you. I'm out. That's not what we use it for. Yeah. No, vehicles are, and we're talking both about daily commuters. We're talking about um, uh, uh, the transportation industry well, to long yeah. haul yeah. your stuff across the country. All right, of that. right, right, right. These are grander yeah. offenses, cumulatively. Okay. Smaller per individual, but there's a lot more people doing it. Right? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it is, it's actually not bad. And top to bottom, these are other considerations. Uh, the, the energy, the fossil fuel burning industry, if you will, top to bottom, the number of jobs that are produced is astounding. Okay. Um, from a national defense perspective, mm. which is a huge player in this. Right. It's wonderful because these are resources that we have. We don't have to yeah. buy them from a foreign power who may turn against us at some point. When you were going through your laundry list of different disciplines slash industries that right? are invested in this question, you mentioned geopolitics. And I do mm. think that the average person, when they're thinking about like, energy and energy management and how this is all impacting the climate. That is not, it's an abstract perspective. It's an abstract idea, especially for most of us who live in a country that even during quote unquote wartime, we don't have a lot of things happening on our actual physical land. Right. And so that's a fair point. Uh, love it or hate it because of geopolitics, political concerns in the military, the national defense interest in this, it, it makes an impact on how, mm -hmm. um, uh, I don't know how to say this, basically how that gets lived out in our physical country. Right. That, a, a national defense perspective is supply chain, yeah, which is fuel yeah. in this instance. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have to rely on coal or natural gas coming from outside of your borders, right. That's wonderful. Yeah. That gives you a lot stronger flex in the interim to avoid war. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of pieces. Yeah. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you, but I just... No, whatever, I, I welcome it. I'm just like trying not to woke scold you, but also well, trying to interject my thoughts and ideas. I, I welcome it. Don't okay. hesitate. Okay. Now... When you move outside the borders of the U.S. proper, continental, proper being just continental, 48, contiguous, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is where supply chains, this is where federal legislation feels the most real because there's somebody right next door saying, hey, that guy didn't do what you said. Mm -hmm. there's, some, there's a tattler there mm -hmm. to get you back into line. When you move outside of there, and especially into foreign countries, which are entirely different legal systems and entirely different perspectives of survive first, then when you get to excess, you can make a, a new plan. Mm -hmm. um, things are not so clean. Yeah. Things are not so good. That's right. Um, no offense against South Africa, especially, but Africa as a whole, but especially South Africa. They have massive coal deposits. Mm -hmm. They are not dependent upon anyone else to get their coal. Right. Um, who knows what standards they're operating on, under mm -hmm. in terms of do they have mm -hmm. these extra measures in place to prevent further pollution from getting into the air than is necessary, than is reasonable, Okay. that is compatible by an otherwise healthy earth. Because that's the thing about the earth. She's not defenseless. You just can't gang up on her. 
That's true. That's true. And I, I mean, I do feel like every continent and then obviously countries within each continent have access to fossil fuels, fuels, sorry, mm-hmm. my okie is coming out, fuels, fuels, uh, but Yes, different countries on different continents are going to have, like you said, wildly different standards for what the extraction, processing, distribution, all of that is going to look like. All of it. All of it. And we'll get into a little bit more of that in a minute. Okay. Um, So elsewhere in the world is quite sketch in some instances. Some of our behavior here in the U.S. is a result of looking beyond ourselves. And that, again, this is an ability that comes from the position of excess. Mm -hmm. When you're fighting to survive, the only thing that matters is survival. Absolutely, yes. It's only once you enter this state of excess that you can begin to consider a longer-term perspective. Think of the children, that whole thing, right? Well, someone, yes. Yeah, so... We have great excess, so we also have a responsibility to pioneer, to lead, and even by example, and especially in, and in those circumstances where maybe we don't need, maybe because our coal and natural gas, whatever that mix is, is so well run that it's not really necessary or beneficial for us right. to make some of these changes, but we're doing it in hopes that others who are less responsible than us will be led by the example and and coerced peer pressure, damn it, into doing something better than what they're doing. Because no matter how good we are, if China, Russia, whoever else is just taking a fat dump on the environment, well, we can't stop what they're doing and we can't be so good as to counteract what they're doing. Oh, that's a good perspective. Okay. Makes sense? It does make sense. I'm tracking. So then when we shift and we look at the, air quotes, viable sources of renewable green generation, Mm -hmm. we're talking about solar, wind, hydroelectric, tidal. Not. Not tidal like the tidal on my house. Uh Tidal like the ocean tides Uh and currents. Uh Geothermal and biomass. Mm, Getting fancy. Yep. That's where you do some things with the old stuff and make it combustible. Okay. It's still a pollutant, but it's a little different. Today I learned. And so the question, are any of these viable? As I'm looking to make a responsible decision upon what to do, are any of them viable? Are they? The simple answer is yes. Yes, but mostly no. (laughs) Every one of them is viable. Okay. And then there's a big but, because there's always a big but, right? Well, you do like big but, so you cannot lie. I cannot lie. Okay. The others may deny, mm-hmm. however that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, it requires, like so many things in life, it requires the right circumstance, the right mix. There, there's an application where things are desperately appropriate. Right. Um, now, each one of these, just because they're labeled as green, doesn't mean that any source of energy generation is without environmental impact. Yeah. Every one of them has their own layer of impact, and overly re- over-reliance on any singular source uh-huh. is going to create a problem. Just like if you over-hunted the buffalo population, sure, yeah. you could obliterate it. And that's what happened to the buffalo in the United happened. States. Yes. Um, and I think this is really important to point out, because many of us, when we think about clean or green energy, 
again, I used this example yesterday in our conversation, but you think like, okay, the wind is like totally free. It's mm -hmm. out here just blowing around. Why would we not want to just like put all of our money into developing that? The fact is like, yes, wind is blowing and that part is free, but all of the other like structures that have to be in place around quote unquote harvesting the energy of that wind. That's right. That's where it gets problematic in terms of the impact on the bigger systems here. The manufacturing of the components necessary to make a windmill, the transportation yeah. of it to yeah. the site, the costs of putting it up, the costs that, of maintaining it, the yeah. costs of taking it down, should you be so required. The natural gas heaters. To the keep natural gas heat, heaters to keep it, it running. Yeah. The, on and on and on and on. Nothing is innocent. There right. is no... There is no virgin in this mix. How dare you? And then also, I do think that that's important because many of us think clean equals absolutely no impact on right. the environment. And that, unfortunately, in this moment in time where we are, is simply not true right. for any of these clean energies, which again, we've stated before, we'll say it again, we're all for. Ask someone who energy. lives near or under a wind farm, how many dead birds lie on the ground? Okay, interesting. I don't want to think about it. But it's okay. disgusting, but it's a real thing. Yeah. There are, for every single source, there are environmental impacts. Mm -hmm. And to over-rely on one is to decimate something. Yes. So you need to hunt deer alongside the buffalo and go fishing on occasion and gather berries and do different things to have a diversified mix so that you're not destroying at a rate faster than can be naturally replaced. That's a beautiful and also I feel like really organic analogy. I'm doing my best. Thank you. I'm doing my best. It requires stepping outside of pure logic into storytelling. I like it. You're okay. doing good. Um, geothermal energy. Wait, you didn't talk about hydroelectric. Oh, crap. How dare Thank you? Thank you. Thank you. Um, where it is available, mm -hmm. hydroelectric power is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah. Anybody that lives and, and benefits, lives near and benefits from one of these facilities, they require no convincing. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. And yeah. in fact, we've been using it in the U.S. since at least the 1880s. Yep. Of course, now, this is a moment of removing head from sand or ass, wherever it may be hidden for somebody who's belligerent. You have to have rivers or lakes or both. You have to have the force of gravity on water through either natural or man-made elevation. There are conditions that are necessary that don't exist everywhere. I would guess Las Vegas is going to have a really difficult time erecting a hydroelectric facility. It's in the desert. Isn't that what the Hoover Dam is about? Hoover Dam is about that. There are, there are, honestly, at this point, and not just U.S.-based, but worldwide, everywhere that has a truly pristine opportunity to take advantage of this, they are. Okay. It's, it's roughly, oh, if we're fair, it's probably 5 to 6% of total production that is able to be made through this resource, and it is. And... Part of the issue, the reason it needs to be so geographically close, it seems like, is because this kind of goes back to our conversation yesterday about storage capacity, right? It's not like right. you can go to the Hoover Dam and be like, there's so much energy here. Right. Let's load up this storage thing and take it out to, uh, I don't know, Montana right. and plug it in right. here. Well, and this has to do with transmission as well. Right. Um, which is getting it from where it was created to where it's needed. Right. But actually... 
the, the hydroelectric, because they've been around for a while and they've had the opportunity to really work on efficiencies, they actually do a form of mechanical storage. Oh, okay. In the moments that they are able to produce more electricity yeah. than is demanded, right. they turn around and pump water back up oh, to the top yeah. so that it's there's more available later. So they can somewhat normalize the load and pull more stringently, and in the instance where they don't need it, pump it back up, it's it's really efficient. But at the same time, that does not increase the like radius of geographical accessibility. Right. That's that's the transmission. Okay. And that's that's limited by bottleneck of what the lines can handle, mm-hmm. the speed at which it can travel. Okay. All of that. Okay. California, and I can't remember what it is that they claim officially as the amount of hydroelectric that they depend on, bringing it in from across state lines. Yeah. Um, they discount, actually, a portion of what they're involved with in terms of calling it green, because when a facility gets to a certain size, knowing the impact that it has ecologically, California no longer counts it as green. Okay. All right. That seems reasonable. Ish. Yeah. Or not. I don't know. I'm not here to argue that point. Okay. I don't, I've not done the research. Um, geothermal, and this is effectively where you drill holes deep in the ground, pump water down, bring it back up, temperature differences, do stuff with it, right? I had no idea, but that makes sense. That's what it is. It's fantastic, but only in the places where it's really available. Um, and it requires a pretty long shelf life for it to pay for itself, which is fine. You can, but it doesn't work, it doesn't work very effectively at the true commercial level which is what a, a true generation facility is. Yeah. So you could do that individually on your property and it would pay for itself and last far beyond. Yeah. Um, tidal waves, currents, all of that. It doesn't work worth a damn in Oklahoma. Ask me how I know. Uh, we have no, no tides. We have no tides. Yeah. Feel sorry for us. So it's situationally a, a potential option depending on what existing costs are. Um, and that's where I've spent a lot of time looking at 
island nation Mm -hmm. stuff. Call it Hawaii, even though, yes, I know they're not a nation, but they are a secluded island. Um, Looking all throughout the Caribbean, this makes her a really interesting look at things. And this is true of both places. Um, Their first concern is reliability. Yes. Because, again, you don't get to be responsible until you have excess. Mm -hmm. First, you just got to survive. And in that instance, they don't care if it's dirtier than your uncle, than your uncle Maurice, it's whatever. I just, I got to have this amount and when I need it. Apologies to all the Maurice's who are listening. Well, I have an uncle Maurice and he was pretty dirty. Um, he smelled, he smelled funny. I'm just saying. And it had nothing to do with dog treats. Oh, okay. Needed to bring that back in. Uh, the cost for, and just looking specifically at the Caribbean, though, again, this extends elsewhere. Um, the cost for electricity there as a ratio to what we would look at in the continental U.S., it floats anywhere from two to five times as expensive as what we're paying. And that's whether or not their power is variable or predictable or dependable or anything else. It's Mm -hmm. just, hey, when you can have it, you're going to pay through the nose. Yeah. Now... Most of the places in the Caribbean that would cater to tourists, they know this. In fact, the only dependable thing for them is knowing that the power will go out. Mm. And so they have generators. Mm -hmm. So you talk about pollution and terribleness. Right. They're relying on gas, diesel, oil, uh, like the, the least efficient conversions of energy into usable electricity. But you can't fault them. Mm-hmm. They're they're trying to survive. Yeah. Um, wind and tidal generation is viable there, and the reason is is because one, the cost is now competitive with what they have currently been paying, mm-hmm. and secondly, they are absolutely accustomed to the independability, the variability of what they've got because they're. Fossil fuels are no more dependable, and it's not because the fossil fuels are problematic. It's because the entirety of the grid is pretty compromised. Yeah. Um, not to mention supply chain and a myriad of other things. Mm-hmm. So it is viable there. Mm-hmm. And those who would look to push a perspective, push an agenda, would be deeply involved there and in a hurry. And they're fine because they're if they shift from fossil fuel to renewable... They're not experiencing any experiencing any loss from what they're used to. Right. And they are encouraged to shake their fist in the air and scream about how responsible they are. We've made that popular. Mm. The U.S. has made that popular as well as a few other what you would call, I guess, first world countries. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's a it's a terribly old conversation in excess of 60 years now, mm-hmm. if you bother to go look at what's been going on with energy congresses and things like that, we've been waving this banner aggressively and amping up the aggressiveness with which we wave it for about that long. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a win-win for them. Mm-hmm. And it's a win for us as we try to lead through responsibility and encouragement and all of that. My... If I'm being fair, and I do try to be, not always in the moment of a rant, but in the aftermath, I try to regroup and say, okay, hang on. I plainly shit the bed there, and I need to clean up after myself. As I look back to yesterday's episode, 
I realize I was very ranty. And at least a healthy portion of that rant is due to my own disgust. Not with directly the energy industry, but with how our own federal government has handled the transition. There has been a lack of transparency, a seeming refusal, and by seeming, I mean a refusal, to really conduct and then share meaningful conversations. It's, we are being treated as though we aren't smart enough or caring enough to participate in these big decisions, or that we're not mature enough to make good decisions on our own Mm -hmm. about what's important. And that's deeply insulting. Mm -hmm. We are all intelligent people. Tell us the truth. Even if it's uncomfortable, have a little bit of damn faith that we're going to say, yeah, this sucks, but I'm willing to do it. Mm -hmm. Because I I do believe for the most part, that's true Mm -hmm. of the average citizen. Right. Yeah. So, My first concern, me personally, my first concern is that energy be dependable. Right. That when I need it, it's there. And, hey, when I want it, it's there. Yeah. And if most of us just face facts, that's a true fact for, I think, if we're honest, most people, if we're honest, we want to have energy in our homes, in our businesses, when we believe it should be there, when we pay for it to be there. Through our utilities bills. Right. If we will ignore for a moment Flat Stanley, the virtue signaler, and just admit the truth, hey, no shame, no judgment, this is the truth. Mm-hmm. On the heels of that, and it's a close second, it's a balance between cost and environmental impact. And, and truly, those two things aren't separate. Right, yeah. Because it is a perspective of pay now, pay later, or pay a smaller amount, both now and later, mm-hmm. and and hopefully as later extends further and further, yeah. that efficiencies catch up and, and things occur that make it so that we aren't always paying more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is where, to me, things get shitty. And it's, it's where I get agitated with the lack of transparency, with the lack of trust. Okay. With, in fact... It's, it's an insult mm-hmm. being handed down. In the U.S., to incentivize the inclusion of wind and solar, those who would invest in it, those would be those who are installing facilities themselves or collecting investor dollars to do so for energy generation, to encourage it, they receive subsidies, tax breaks, tax credits, all kinds of stuff to create for them a lower realized cost but then also a fictitious lower cost to the consumer because all costs get passed down. Of course, yes. On the fossil fuel side, generation that's been going in for those types of facilities, it is penalized through taxes, charges, carbon credits, all kinds of stuff to create the image of higher cost to the producer which again is passed down, which is a realized cost to the consumer. Uh-huh. If we were a corporation, if you and I or any other single or multiple people were a corporation and they did their accounting in this fashion, litigation would be quick on the heels. Oh dear. Yeah. This is a form of what I've discussed, probably ad nauseum at this point, of sanctioned piracy. Me hearties. Me hearties. Yep. 
Yay, you bastards. Um, which I don't know that that's a pirate word, but I choose to use it. I like it like that. This, this government-instituted fiction then is extrapolated into spreadsheets because every good nerd loves a spreadsheet. I guess. And it's using... It's using? No, that's not a word. It's used, rather, to provide a comparison, an apples-to-apples -apples comparison, as much as that's possible, between all sources of generation, which is referred to in professional terms as the levelized cost of energy, the LCOE. The manipulations that are used in all of this support showing that, hey, you can look this up, You can, and I can give you resources if you want them. You can go look it up, and it would look like wind and solar generations are, in fact, now the cheapest forms of energy. I'm telling you, they're not. Okay. Indeed, they are not. Because, again, you've hidden costs on one side. You have falsely elevated mm -hmm. costs on the other. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. We're paying for it. You and I... Mm -hmm. individual taxpayers, right? we're paying for this. So true story then, whatever source, if you're, if you're interested in this and you want to push and dig and find what the, what the hell's true here? Well, whatever source you use to go to for information, um, it's going to be skewed towards their own agenda. Sure, of course. It's not a big surprise. Right. That's It's unavoidable, in fact. No mm -hmm. one can write completely no. separate. No one yeah. can speak separate. The same is true as I speak right now. I can't speak separate of my own agenda. Mm -hmm. I've stated my agenda. Yeah. And it is that, number one, I require something dependable. And number two, that over a meaningful time frame, a number of years, I demand fiscal viability. Right. That's the skew I insist upon. And I'm willing to pay more now if that's a declining fee going forward mm -hmm. to adopt whatever it is that improves everything so that the future cost isn't death because we're all breathing terrible things or temperatures are so bizarre that they wreck life on the regular, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, this is interesting because when you, when you recognize who it is that's sponsoring the message that you're reading... Mm -hmm. And this isn't this isn't to throw a dagger. Yeah. But it is what I find to commonly be true. Green energy's agenda tilts the data to suggest not just that green energy is good, but that fossil fuels are destroying the world. Okay. There's no middle ground here. Mm -hmm. You're either you're either on our side or you are our enemy. Okay. We've discussed this perspective before. Right. Interestingly enough, though, the opposite is not true. If you were to go read from fossil fuel perspective, natural gas as an example, their perspective, they don't tell you that green is evil. What they tell you is that, hey, green requires fossil fuels to make them whole. Mm -hmm. They are incapable. And it's true. It's verifiably true. Green requires fossil fuels to patch up the holes in what they have to offer. And so fossil fuels aren't, especially natural gas and coal, they're out on their own now. Everybody's kicked into the curb. They are the stepchild that no one wants to claim, mm -hmm. the bastard child, whatever, whatever. Um, but natural gas, who's still loosely in favor, would say, hey, green's fine. Use green, but understand that you need to install us at a ratio so that we can mm -hmm. continue to make everything good. Yeah. And that's actually a pretty good perspective. It's actually not flawed. Mm -hmm. um, 
there's even, and I hadn't intended on going this route entirely, so I won't spend a lot of time with it, but natural gas has done a lot uh, foray into the world of battery storage, mm -hmm. where they can use a reasonable, affordable amount of battery storage that doesn't kill you in surcharges and whatnot to make what they bring to the table even more palatable, even more clean. Okay. Um, there, there's a lot going on there. Uh, understand wherever the money flows, people are going to be pretty active to sure, figure things yes, out. Sure, yes, totally. Um, but where green fails, they need to be able to step in. And so they're just saying, hey, for every this many greens you install, you need to be sure that you include us at this percentage. Or it's not that we're going to take our ball and go home. It's that you're not going to have reliable energy. Right. So, uh-oh, I messed up the notes. Hang on. Yeah, um, the, the problem that's, that's emerged from all of this is that the incentives that we provided to green, which isn't capable of existing on its own, and, and I truly can't see a way that it ever will be because the fuel source is variable. Yeah. We've incentivized it, and it's grown at a massive pace, mm. and we've disincentivized fossil fuel mm. so that it's stymied growth yeah. in a massive way. Mm -hmm. And we're beginning to skew the mix yeah. to the point where we're seeing we're seeing in Texas right now a very painful lesson about where that goes. There's plenty of blame to be passed around. No singular finger can identify the source of the problem. It is a it is a true mix of problems and moving all the way into additional forms of infrastructure. Yeah. It's it's a lot of things, but if just as a very simplistic a whole one-sided perspective that you could take. If all of the megawatts of wind generation capability that were that's in existence now were in fact natural gas, even at the consistent rate of natural gas failure that's existed, Texas would not be without. Oh, interesting. And okay. so if you wanted to take a hard line as a fossil fuel supporter, you'd say, well, look, see. Yeah. This is, this is the bullshit right here. Mm -hmm. If you are on the wind side, mm -hmm. you would take a different perspective, push another direction. Sure, yeah. Um, there's a sweet point to be found. Mm -hmm. yeah. And from that, and we're now we're, I mean, we're talking about the commercial level of things, which is not what you and I can do. Right, exactly. Individually. But there yeah. is a sweet spot for the mix there. And it will be found, and not because of any real reason other than the fact that all of these companies are out to make money. Yeah. And that is, as much as we can hate capitalism in some senses, when you let it run free, mm -hmm. it's going to find equilibrium. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't interfere too much or you'll pervert that process. And that's part of my, that's part of my agitation with what's going on as we've interfered too much. I'll come back to that in a moment. Let's circle back to awesome Jesse Lee's original question. Yeah. My, my EV... My electric vehicle, where do I charge it? What makes sense? How do I be responsible? And so the simple answer there is use it. Yes. And, and be proud mm -hmm. legitimately. No, no crap intended anywhere in there. Be proud because you are doing your part. Through taxes, through subcharges, you are already paying the cost difference of the energy generation. Whether you utilize it or not, right. we are all paying for that. Mm -hmm. So in that 
event, it's, it's more responsible to go ahead and use it than to insist on more generation, than to say, damn no, yes. to, to whatever. Right. Use it. Yep. That's you doing your part, and that's beautiful. Good job. Um, where I transition into, then, is to look from a risk-reward perspective, and that is what I do for a living. Risk versus reward, taking calculated chances on things turning out well. Yeah. Um, this particular, this this solar-powered vehicle charging thing, that's, that's terribly responsible mm-hmm. from a business perspective, from an ethical perspective. In the event that that charging station fails, what's the cost? Well, just... It's a little inconvenient. You got to go either go home and charge or find somewhere else you can yeah. charge. So if your biggest pain is an inconvenience, mm-hmm. well, that's a hell of a lot more acceptable than the local hospital oh, yeah. or nursing home or school losing power and people right. dying. Right. It's a hell of a lot better, even still, though this is much smaller. It's a lot better than the power at your house going off and you losing a refrigerator full of perishable goods right yeah it's a hell of a lot better than it than in extreme hot or cold temperatures people dying yes in their right. residences right 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 it's a it's a good implementation and mm. by all means in terms of implementing something so that you can work through efficiencies in all layers from manufacturing to implementation yes use it here make a law insist on it there and make it Make it available in every way, play, every way and place possible because there are, in fact, billions of dollars in this country every year that get tax beneficial treatment towards contributing towards a thing that uh, provides for the betterment of the whole. So use those dollars. Yeah. And or other individuals, people want to go together. If you've made it a law that it's available, if it's, yeah, that if it's available, people have to use it. Make it an investment possibility for people, for individuals to take their otherwise shitty 401k savings dollars and put it into something that might actually generate a return on investment if it's forced to be used and it serves the dual purpose of advancing the technology. Right, 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 right. I'm all for that. So we can support, I feel comfortable, I feel encouraged to support applications where the greatest downside if and when it fails because it, it probably will at some point, Mm -hmm. is inconvenience and not loss of life. Exactly, yes. We can advocate for a responsibly diversified mix of power generation. Mm -hmm. We may not know exactly what that is, but we we can yell about it instead of other things that don't matter. Yes. We all have choices. You know, Jesse brings up, uh, Jesse Lee brings up this perspective that she has a choice where to charge the vehicle. And we have choices. And so even if it's mildly inconvenient to do it at a facility rather than at home, well, that's a sacrifice most responsible people are willing to make if, yeah. it, if there's a positive outlook mm-hmm. for themselves and for humanity. Mm-hmm. Yes, do that. Um, this one's going to be less popular because it requires a little bit of, of work mm. outside of what we might want to schedule our time to. But, hey, be active in vetting. And in voting for your state, your local and state officials, pick the ones that can exhibit intelligence rather than blind agreement with whatever stance has good optics at the moment, mm-hmm. though they know not what the hell that means. Yeah. Um, you do that, and you're doing really good. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and honestly, that's a perspective that's true of 
any of the polarizing issues that face us Absolutely. today. Absolutely, yeah. Pick the one. Yeah. Um, you and I, mm-hmm. we've made a decision. We, we saw, we didn't, we weren't even seeking it out. We came across an opportunity to invest in a developing technology. Yes. Both our time and our dollars. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a great solution when it comes available. Minimally, we are supporting an attempt at innovation. Yes. And if it fails, it fails, but it keeps innovation alive. Yes. So do that. And hey, if it works out, and I'm the optimist, I really think it will. I'm eager to see it happen. I, I just talked to my, my guy the other day and, and probably will see him this weekend as well. If it works out, then you and I, powerfully, we have played a part in changing the world. Yeah. That's something. Yes. We're not doing that with the rent money. No. You got to survive first. It's in yeah. your excess that you look to do things. Yeah. Um, I think if I have, if I have, do you have any remaining concerns? What, what would they be? I don't know that I have any. I feel like you covered the gambit all the way and then came back around and covered it again. I probably did more than that even, um, painfully so. If I, if there's a concern that remains within me, it's that when we force something into the market that isn't ready, right, that isn't truly viable, then, and it may never be truly viable, yeah. we don't know, then to a degree, we have dampened the necessity Mm-hmm. For a solution and necessity, not to be too trite in the quote, but necessity is the mother of invention. Right, yeah. And so if you staunch the bleeding, then nobody's going to go get a real bandage. Nobody's going to look for a real way to fix right. the problem. Exactly. That bothers me. Yeah. Now, the eternal optimist that I am, as ranty as I get, I really am an optimist mm-hmm. on things. Yeah. I do believe yeah. that we will get things sorted out. We will make far more mistakes that are necessary to get there. Yeah. But making mistakes is part of the path. It is. It's a push and pull. You have to take action somewhere. Mm-hmm. And part of taking action means that there will be mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with that so long as we don't just anchor down and persist in the same damn mistake over and over, which is part of why I get ranty. Yes. Because I feel like that's what we're doing. Okay. We can never change. I We should never say never. I don't foresee that it's likely that we will ever change the wind or the sun and how it impacts yeah. whatever region we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That can't be controlled. And then the absence of being able to control the fuel source, I feel like we'd be far better served pushing towards other things. Sure, yeah. But there is hope. There is hope. And at least one way that I find of reminding myself of that is to... Pause for a minute and say, look, the loudest of the self-proclaimed pundits in popular media are not, in fact, the people who are making any of these decisions. Mm. That is hopeful. Thank goodness. Big exhale. That's where I stand. I hope that brings things a little closer to home in Mm. terms of, hey, I give a shit. What can I do? Right. And I think that's so important because it's one thing to learn about concepts in the abstract, but you know, like you said, most people are responsible. We want to find out what we can do in the concrete realness of day-to-day life. So this was very good. And you, you did back-to-back rants. You must be exhausted. I'm a little tired, but I love you. Let's do a quick world then. Let's do the worlds. Watch, read, listen, life style.
Okay. Transitioning wildly away from energy and energy <laughs> is it management application. In name at least? Is uh, it different? Well, we'll see. Uh, you started watching on Stars. We had a little free trial on the Hulu. Uh, you started watching American Gods. At first I was like, I don't like it. This is weird. It's disturbing. Not for me. But you kept watching it. I kept watching it sort of begrudgingly at first, but now I'm like, this is actually pretty great storytelling. There are yeah. definitely moments that are disturbing. It's weird. It definitely There's stays no weird. There's no question. But it is a very fascinating narrative arc that's happening yeah. with American Gods. So I'm not sad that I've been watching along bits and pieces, not as much as you have, I, but I along think, with you. And it took a while to dawn on me. Not that that's saying much. Um, I can be slow at times. That's why I do deep dives, because it takes a while. The weirdness at first was just weird by itself. Yeah. There was no redeeming value. Yeah. But eventually it settled in. No, weird is the path. That yes. It's, it's the, weird is the medium. Yes. That they've used, but the path actually kind of makes sense. Yes. I would agree with that 1000%. And if you wanted to read something, you could go read Neil Gaiman or Gaiman. I'm not sure how to say his last name. You could read the novel American Gods that the series is based on. Which is not the same as Neil Diamond. No. Who is a musician. Different. Different Neil. Yes. Um, what to listen to? You want to do this? Well, go ahead. Awesome. I've talked forever. You go ahead. Awesome Angela. Long time awesome. Extremely active in all of our communities. Reminded us, as I mentioned previously on Awesome Today, about Oklahoma now being known as Toklahoma. Mm -hmm. for very liberal marijuana laws um, that you could go check out Boys from Oklahoma by Cross Canadian Ragweed. It is, you know, it's it's real cross Canadian ragweed song. It is. They are an Oklahoma based band. Or are they? I thought they were Texans. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not, I'm not invested one way or the other. They're I feel like part of the country. Texas is in fact southern Oklahoma or mm. Oklahoma is northern Texas. That's accurate. However it plays out. We've lived both and truly the people are the same. They really are. People are the same. The culture whether Texans yep. like this or Oklahoma is like it, it doesn't matter. It's kind of the same thing. Yep. Both sides of the border. It's true. Good people. I, I like both sides. I'm Obviously, not speaking negatively. Lived our whole way. lives here. Well, mostly. I was I was born on the East Coast, might I remind you. Yes, you I'm a Yankee by birth. You elitist snob. All right. Pretty much. Uh, lifestyle. Lifestyle. Well, you've got the first one. I posted in the Sort of Awesome Hangout group a link from a Zillow listing. It's making the rounds on the social meds. You need to see this. You probably have seen it. It's a Zillow listing for a home and a little bit of property in Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's a, it's a, it's a, there's a narrative arc to the stories on this listing. There's a whole story being played out, an epic sweeping drama. Um, I was unprepared for the turn it took. I feel like you also enjoyed the yeah. pinnacle change up in what, what if you're looking you, at. If you expand the first photo, yep. don't do anything else. Just don't. expand it. 
Yeah. Take it in. And then take your time. Was it 24 pictures? 24 total, yes. You take your time, picture to picture, and you really travel the journey. Yep. You will walk away feeling like American Gods has nothing weird about it. That's true. You'll be like, American Gods is at least fiction. This is real life weird, you guys. Yep. I'm going to put a link in the Awesome Today group in case you are not in this sort of awesome hangout. I feel like most people are, but just in case you missed it, it's okay. well worth the double dipping on that link. Well, for the other two, and they are joined, the other two awesomes of lifestyle for today. Um, here in Oklahoma, we reached into the 60s today, and that's the first time in a damn few weeks that that's happened. Full sunshine. Now, full sunshine, also full wind, which we're used to. Yeah, here. we're used to that. So that was a little, it, was a, it wreaked a little havoc on the beard. Okay. But I survived. Yeah. It, it was warm enough that early afternoon we sat on the front porch in the rocking chairs for just a few minutes and got some good old vitamin D in the system. And then on our way uh, to go pick up the young Nico, we were able to open the top on the Jeep. That was nice. And it was nice. It was real nice. I liked it got it. sun in his eyes when he got in and he, he didn't, didn't like, like that. He didn't like the sun so in the eyes. we had to close it because yeah. he was... He was the lady that did protest too loudly, <laughs> as Shakespeare would say. It's true. He did protest a lot. Yeah. But it was real nice driving yes. down the city streets with that top open. It was great. I haven't looked. I'm hopeful that that warmth extended south to help alleviate a little bit of the pains being felt in Texas. Yes, absolutely. I think it has. All right. Well, is that everything? I, that's all I can think of. I... I'm brain dead at this point. That's uh, right. Most people would probably insist I was at the beginning of the episode as no. well. However, it works out. That's fine. But hey, come uh, come join the Awesome Today group if you're not there. It's kind of fun. Yes. And in the meantime, have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. From the perspective of a dog, dog treats are delicious. Dogs also love us. Since they love us, it is possible that a treat they love might be tasty. You'll never know if you don't try. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.